and welcome to the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network, and coming to you live on a Wednesday evening. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko. Joining me, this handsome devil over here is the founder, fearless leader, the one to whom we all blame uh, for, for being here, uh, and that's John Dam Johnston. And below us, Nate McHugh. Uh, I know we promised you Hoss Reuter, and Todd and John on their Monday Night Therapy session promised you Hoss Reuter. Hoss messaged us an hour ago and said, <laughs> uh, and I imagine it sounded like this, but it, I have the worst sinus infection. I've been laying in bed watching Better Call Saul since 3.30. So, no hoss. But that's okay. He said he was on his deathbed. I, I, I interpreted that to mean that Scott Frost and the Nebraska Huskers have uh, taken the life, sucked some life uh, uh, from Hoss Reuter. So, we're excited that Nate is joining us. Uh, we are, uh, the chat is open. Welcome, everybody. And... Let's go. Uh, John, you've what? had two nights now since your uh, Monday night uh, therapy session with Todd. you feeling any different, feeling any better? About? <laughs> I mean, we could really zoom in the microscope and talk Nebraska football, but, I mean, let's go macro. Are you feeling better about I, life in general? Oh, you know, it's great. Okay, I need to get going with this, don't I? You know what? I I feel I feel like uh, I feel like I should be stopped being so negative all the time, right, Nate? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate, uh, I, good good good. To Nate, have you, are you going to uh, give us? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Nate, it's, it's good to have you here with us. Uh, looking forward to uh, your thoughts on on the Nebraska Northwestern cluster uh, in Ireland. Um, and and for those of you, maybe the uninitiated, maybe you're just finding us on, on YouTube. Maybe you only know about Coronation because there's a long-haired hippie of an old man who uh, gets on there and does five, six, seven-minute videos complaining about sports. Which, by the way, let's face it, that's a pretty first-world problem. But uh, we love him. We love that he does it. Maybe you're just familiar with us on YouTube. Check out coordination.com. We have a really brilliant uh, team of writers covering, obviously, football, volleyball, men's and women's basketball, baseball, uh, wrestling. We have some of the best writers. Uh, and, and, you know, we're all underpaid. Uh, it, it's journalism now. So, um, But Nate's one of our, our tremendous writers. And uh, Nate... <laughs> We've had a few days to digest everything that's gone on. How do you feel? I feel that um, last weekend I wrote an article about it, okay? Uh, I published it on Friday because on Thursday night in our Slack chat room, you know, I threw out the, the statement that uh, – the Northwestern game was not a must-win game. And boy, was I in the minority. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, people that don't talk very much in Slack, all of a sudden, boom, they're there, right? You know, and it's like, and it's almost like everyone was like staring at Slack and I type in, it, it's not a must-win. And then all of a sudden it's everyone's like, boom, 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 boom. Anyway, so I'm like, okay. I'm just going to write an article about it, in my opinion. And then I'm just going to publish it and not tell anyone about it and, <laughs> and, <laughs> until Friday. It ended up being Friday at, uh, was it wasn't six, was it? Five o'clock or something, you know? And uh, because I, I knew, I'm like, oh, guys, I'm going to write an article about this because then someone else is going to have a, a retort or something, you know? But, uh, I still stand by as far as football goes. It was it is not a it was not a must win. Uh, the negativity around the game I think is 
probably earned by Scott Frost for sure. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm not in the camp of, you know, of that. Yep. The decision has been made. He needs to be fired. Um, do I have a lot of, do I have a lot of ammo or a lot of facts on my side? No, you know, if he does get fraud, sorry, if he does get fired, then I'll move on. But the ne- the negativity, I mean, it's, it's just constant. It feels like, and so I feel like I have to kind of balance that out. But in order to do that, you have to defend Frost. And that's quite a difficult thing to do, I would say, you know. So, um, oh, Mike wants to join. <laughs> Should we let him? I don't see Mike? This. Yeah. I'll, uh, no, you yeah. guys keep talking. I'll, I'll go get him. Well, I want to – so – we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all live. And uh, we have a Sooner fan on YouTube says, what is the spirit of the Husker fan base if Nebraska drops just one of the next two games with OU coming? If Nebraska drops just one of the next two games and it's North Dakota, not even North Dakota State, but North Dakota, and then it's Georgia Southern, I Scott Frost I don't think makes it to the Oklahoma game. Well, I think the buyout is kind of a big deal. It's what fifteen million to seven and a half million by October first. I mean, I would love someone to write an article telling me what's the advantage of firing a coach after two games that you are getting compared to the advantage you would get if it was halfway through the season. You know, are you telling me Trev Alberts all of a sudden is like, oh crap, since Cross is still the head coach? I can't go send out a secondary, well, I don't know, a secondary party to go reach out to Matt Campbell or um, whoever, you know. I'm sure he can do that, you know. Uh, so that's kind of how it usually goes. You know, there's rumors about that there was, you know, that Trevor, Trevor Alberts talked to somebody already or last season did. And now there's rumors about Urban Meyer. And I'm just like, really? Not, not – against or for so it's like is that where we're at you know maybe it is i don't know we do suck so nate no nate you make you bring up a good point regardless of uh when the if a firing happens it's gonna no new coach is coming in mid-season it would be an interim coach so it doesn't matter if it's three games in eight games in etc we welcome husker mike into the show uh george on uh youtube says uh, is, had had a really interesting question about uh, uh, the perhaps at least in the state of Nebraska the legality of Scott Frost chew asking if it has a THC in it uh, <laughs> what makes him blank uh, in interviews uh, in, and uh, why does he do stupid stuff like the onside kick we will definitely address more in depth the specifics of the game but a very general question and I, I had a, a chuckle at after that. Uh, uh, so, uh, Wade, thank you for, for your comment. Husker Mike, uh, you know, the second oldest uh, uh, coordination member, I believe, right? As, as far as longevity with the site, correct me if I'm wrong? Uh, I think 2007, the last year of Billy C. <laughs> was right, so, yeah, it was. So you, yeah. uh, uh, to quote whatever – you know, non-specific uh, war war uh, movie. You have seen some shit, right? <laughs> um, but you know, we start out zero and one. Let, let's let's just let's knock out the elephant in the room because we got to move past it. We can talk about uh, less specific things. Um, Nebraska Northwestern. Uh, from Dublin, Ireland, beautiful stadium. Looks like it, you know. I have uh, I know people who are fortunate enough to be on that trip, and and I was jealous of every you know picture, photo dump that they were were dropping. Um, but at the end of the day, it's another one score loss. It's two uh, double digit leads that that you piss away, and it's just so many. Inconceivable errors. It, it's 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 not a new season. It's a continuation of, of the 2021 season. We're just finding new ways to lose. 
you know, last year it was punting to the wrong side of the field. Now it's an onside kick in the third quarter when you're up by 11. Like, it, it, it boggles the mind sometimes how inept, you know, certain aspects of the decision-making process are. I don't think the onside kick was why Nebraska lost. I mean, everybody floats to that, but uh, there were lots of other reasons that they lost. Uh, couldn't block. I mean, look at that fourth quarter. They couldn't block, couldn't tackle that fourth quarter. So um, I think that was probably a bigger component from my perspective than you know the onside kick. I think the onside kick was a royal gamble but I think they saw something in the formation. I certainly saw something when I saw the replay. I said I saw something in the formation there. Um, they just didn't execute it well, properly. Uh, and the thing is, is that if it had been had succeeded, everybody would be talking about what a, what an incredible call that was, going straight for the going straight for the throat. Uh, so, you know. There, there has to be a better way. That onside kick was telegraphed. You know, I feel like if if it's not a situation where you have to recover the ball, I mean, where where you have to, you know, it's it's you just scored, you're down by four, and you need the ball back because there's two minutes left in the game. Then you have to, I don't know, like, isn't there a way? And I'm no special teams expert. I I have never kicked a football in a live game situation, but you got to think that there's some way to just line drive that off of somebody's chest, right? Uh, rather than a slow, I mean, that was a, a slow ground ball to second base, you know? Yes, like that's were, to use a baseball analogy, Northwestern put on a shit infield shift. <laughs> they had, they had two people on the far side of the field. They had one person lined up almost midfield and then another guy, almost standing out of bounds on the other sideline. So you had 20, I'm not sure the field measurements, but you had a big hole there. And that's where uh, they tried to kick it into. They just got a little, they didn't hit that empty spot quite right. You know, was it a risk worth taking? Probably not, but I, I can't believe that was Frost's idea right from the start. I think, you know, that was a, you hired a guy to make a change on specialties, make an impact. I think they had an idea that we we're going to make an impact play on special teams there. And, you know, John, let me, I mean, uh, Frost, is, Frost is taking the heat on it, but, you know, you know, he had a special teams coach who probably made the recommendation to do that. I mean, I can't imagine he would, he would. I mean, we saw the what the offense did. The offense uh, looked very much like what a Mark Whipple offense probably would look like at Pitt. So why would you think that Frost is suddenly commandeering the special teams job when it was so bad last year? Brought brought uh, Bill Bush in to <laughs> take ownership of that and make it and fix it. So well, let's let's uh, uh, sidestep away from. Special teams briefly. Uh, Josh uh, on Facebook makes a good point, and it's it's something we've talked about for a, a couple of weeks. I know Haas used the phrase uh, John with you a couple of weeks back about um, you know a number like a big man, the, the big man theory, right? Bill Parcells' big man theory. Uh, Josh says won't win anything until our OL offensive line can move people, and our defensive line can stop the run for two downs and pressure a quarterback on third. Doesn't matter. Or how many uh, skills or how much talent we bring in? I feel like, and, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong. This was a game that was won and lost in the trenches. Nate, um, yeah, I, I, that that was my. Uh, if I was depressed about anything, it wasn't the onside kick. You know, uh, I I disagreed with the, the call. I'm usually the guy that like okay. You're the underdog. Let's say you score a touchdown to uh, tie the game up. Let's say in the third quarter. I'm fine with that, whatever. Then that's the surprise onside kick maybe. But sorry, I'm the special teams. Sorry, off the special teams. Is that 
walking away, we got dominated by Northwestern on both sides of the ball on uh, the offensive side and the defensive side of the, the line of scrimmage. Uh, and I thought, what's going to happen when we go against Minnesota and Iowa and Wisconsin? You know, that's my that's generally my concern. You know, leaving that game because you think that you know if there's scheme issues or if people are running the wrong way and you know whatever it is, um, not doing your job, like Caleb Tanner said, that those are fixable. Now, if we physically can't move somebody, then that's I don't, maybe that's not fixable, and that would make me very nervous going forward. They they finished out this game running the ball eighteen times in a row, didn't they? It's staggering. Yeah, Eight, you know, for eighteen more, for more than one possession. You know, and the thing was, the Scott Fraud. Well, they did stuff we'd never seen before. They ran zone plays and counters. I mean, those are standard football. That's like running an ISO play. That's you'd learn those plays in high school, for God's sake. So I, they didn't do anything that was so like magic. You know. They didn't invent something new. I just I don't know. I don't, that that part is, uh, yeah. What are they? What is Minnesota going to do to us? And it's freaking Minnesota. You know what I mean? <sighs> that that's the fr frustrating All aspect right. is, uh, <laughs> you have we were eight point nine point favorites, something like that, uh, in this 12. game. Twelve. Okay. Thank you for, for clarifying. Uh, and and to lose by three, I don't know. The, the whole the whole matter is is frustrating from the standpoint of we had and I I'll be the first to admit I, I got a text message in the afternoon from a coworker who's like, Hey, you know, don't worry, it's it's you know a lot of a lot of season left. And I, I sent him a, a, a message back and I said I, I'm not watching the game. I'm I'm what I'm DVRing it. I'm I'm out at a, a function, and his response was, "You may not want to watch." <laughs> uh, I said, and I didn't know. Honestly, I did not know at that point. Is is he uh, is he saying that because you know the the worst really did happen, or is he saying that to screw with me? Be like, you know, and then I watch it, and then be like, oh, ha ha ha, Sean, uh, you know, not funny. Um, new rule in the offices don't text greg until monday because you just never know <laughs> but uh, when i finally got home to watch it i didn't start watching it until eight o'clock at night so i got to stay up late to watch the game the way it went down and and thanks to uh uh everybody on on i i, I live tweeted it to the best of that you can do you know <laughs> eight hours after the fact uh over at uh, on twitter at the number five heart podcast but it, it, you had momentum, right? Uh, you, you, we score. We, you know, a couple of plays later, there was the beautiful hit, the fumble recovery, and then we score again, and we're up eleven points. And and yeah. and there's so much time left in the game, and the because it was a grind in you know uh, at the line of scrimmage. I don't know how you even make the judgment call that trying to kick the onside. And, and I'm not like, I am not putting all of this on the onside kick. It, it was a horrible decision and I hated it as soon as I saw it, not knowing the outcome, but I'm not pinning all of this on the onside kick, but you can't it, Nebraska with the exception of last year, Nebraska Northwestern games are always dog fights, right? They're always, you know, down to the very bitter end. You can go back to, uh, you know, Jordan Westercatch. Uh, you know the Hail Mary. It they're they're ugly games that are never. There's rarely, if ever, a a put the boot to their throw moment and, and put them out of their misery. And and I guess you can credit Scott Frost for trying to go for the jugular and that that type of. I felt like it was too soon, too soon in the game. You have to. It, it's a. It, we saw it. there were times where their kicker was really good at flipping the field, and you have to try to pin them deep. And, and let the defense do something. Instead, you give them the ball with a short field, and then poof, your 11-point lead goes away. So there's so many aspects. Like it, and, you know, I, I don't know, maybe we can find some good things to talk about. I don't know. I want to complain about the fact that there was no uh, lateral running game at all, you know. 
Uh, it, it, it seemed like everything was between the tackles. And and I get that to a point. Gabe Urban Jr. said uh, to another Nebraska media outlet, you know, from Ireland, he's like, yeah, we're, we're going to run downhill. Then they tried. They, they did not succeed except for the, the one run. I mean, the, the running game was abysmal. Casey Thompson did the best he could, but – I don't know if it was fatigue or what, but at some point his, his concentration and focus uh, slipped and it, it, it became a, a matter of, of desperation. And it showed in the last 12 minutes, 15 minutes of the game. Okay, Nate, Nate and Mike, you guys in, in our Slack room where we have all the arguments that people don't see, you guys were the guys that said the season needs to play out. So one of you, one of you, one of you, take that argument and run with it. Yeah, Nate, go ahead. Sure. Nate, sure. you take that argument and run with it. <laughs> okay. So I mean, and everything I'm going to say though is, it's a what if stupid argument, right? It's a we're all well, we're all speculative at this point. Yes, I know we're zero one, but guess what? If we win the next two. We somehow find a way against Oklahoma. Then guess what? We're three and one. And then, then you have uh, Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue. Oh, we could beat those three, even though we just lost to Northwestern. So that'd be six and one. And you just keep going down the road. You know, it's like we really have no idea what's going to happen. You know, and I, I kind of wonder if if we could dive into the psychology of the Husker fan. If Frost doesn't do that onside kick, and we still lose. Do we hate ourselves as much as we do? I don't know. Is it just the onside kick just seemed like it just took the the wind out of the sails? Like, I don't know. I, I was kind of worrying that myself because what if we do kick it deep and then they go 80 yards and score a touchdown, right? You know, which we'll never – obviously that's another what if. But I, yeah, just, the, I go back. What? Yeah, Nate, you raised a good question, though, is do, do we – uh, have more self-loathing when we don't make stupid mistakes and still lose, or when we have you know horrible decision making and, and lose in in you know hilarious ways. But the thing is, we keep on doing the stupid stuff, right? <laughs> so it's so it's kind of like you know we don't know. And again, I, we don't know what that timeline looks like. <laughs> but like anything, I mean. Could we beat Oklahoma? Absolutely. Um, do I have? Can I give you five reasons why right now? Not really, you know. And so, uh, you want Matt? We are going to beat Oklahoma, bro. So, uh, <laughs> don't uh, piss off the uh, viewers. Jeez, man. I, I, know, I know. I'm joking, man. Uh, we could start two and two, and then. What, then we beat those three, and then we're five and two, and then, you know, we end up with six wins. And then I think that might be the worst thing you want is if we're six and six. And then it's kind of a split, you know. I'd like it to be that the team either just gives up on Frost or we go and get seven, eight wins, you know, where it's kind of clear, right? No, I, I think Matt uh, has a good question that, that he asked a little bit ago. Uh, at what point do you think the nails in the coffin for frost and look at, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a quote, uh, her Brooks here from uh, miracle is the name on the front of the Jersey means a hell of a lot more than the name on the back in regards to players. I, and this was something that uh, John and Todd mentioned Monday night in their Monday night therapy session. Check it out every Monday night at seven 30 central, uh, on, on the various coordination platforms. Uh, the prevailing theory speculation uh, from them continues to be uh, if he loses five before he wins five, right? Um, and then we're getting down to mid-November. Uh, if, it, if it's close, I I don't know if – what – riddle me this, Batman. How is a loss to North Dakota or Georgia Southern better in, in year five – better than a loss to Northern Illinois in Mike Riley's third year. I mean, and, and obviously Mike Riley did not get fired immediately from that, but I think everybody, Mike Riley included, knew it was coming. 
you know? I mean, so so do you have a, a lame duck head coach? Or do you remove him for a, a Whipple or, I, you know, I don't think it'd be Mickey Joseph uh, based on lack of head coach experience, but do you put one of those guys in an interim position to – as a as a regular season tryout, I, I don't I don't know. I hope that you know last week on the show live right here on coordination.com in the Five Heart Podcast, I said Nebraska is going to go twelve and zero. I said that we did the entire run, the entire season. It became a joke by the end. Uh, Todd, John, and Hoss all laughing at me. I'd be perfectly happy if we went eleven and one. You know, <laughs> at that point, I won't be picky. Don't I know you can you can think uh, stop rolling your eyes, Nate. I'm just saying, if if, if something clicked, you know, just like that in, in the minds of these players and everything that they've worked on in the off season, in spring, in in fall camp, everything just came together like magic, and and they put together a hell of a run. Oh, you almost have to count that as the the best turnaround in Nebraska football history, right? Going from Essentially three and ten from you know twenty twenty one to now uh, to to this day to you know whatever the rest of the twenty twenty two season I I don't care I'm, I'm at the point you know four years ago I, I was pretty hyped when when Frost came on four and a half whatever it was at the end of of the twenty seven yeah twenty twenty nine twenty eighteen season whatever it is um, when he came on I was pretty pumped up for it at this point I don't care who the coach is. As long as he's doing things, you know, the right way, you know, um, I, I, I just want the results. Greg, yeah, six people, questions. Yeah, what? I just think people are fatigued by the losses. The close worked for a little while. You know, I mean, the, the running joke back when Bo was around – it was the four losses. It was the four losses that were blowoffs. It was, we can handle losing as long as it's close. Well, twenty twenty one, and no, we after a while we don't want uh, you know. It bottom line is we're tired of, of losing, and we want to see some W's. And the next two weeks. Our glorified exhibitions—they don't count. So we need—we need to see W's against Big Ten competition, not named Rutgers. So you don't you know. think the next two weeks count? Oh, they count. If you lose those games, <laughs> then well, you know, true. then all hell breaks loose yeah. around here. But uh, you know, the no, next two weeks question. are glorified exhibitions. I think they mean a lot more if they're losses than if they're wins. It's a lot well, more. Well, yeah, if they're losses, yes. Wins, wins of the next two weeks don't really mean anything. The wins uh, because you're beating teams that you better beat. You know, so, you know, all is not well if they go out there and win. You know, if they go out there and hang 77 on North Dakota, you know, Nobody's going to be convinced on that. It, you know, this is like the old days of playing Mexico State in September. You know, whole idea this week is get players in, get a little confidence in, get them some game experience. Uh, you know, and sell a bunch of hot dogs and parking passes. You know, uh, they're called Fairbury Franks. Yes, Fairbury brand hot dogs. Uh, I'm I'm bringing Wade's comment up here. I, I know we've touched on this in the past uh, with uh, when when Doctor Offense uh, took a swing at defense, uh, it, but it's Eric Janander's philosophy to do their best to keep the play in front of him, which is why uh, you know cornerbacks and whatnot play so far off the line. There's not a whole lot of bump and run and and, and make them feel a little contact to possibly throw them off of their route. It's it's don't let them get behind you. And then, oh shit, they got behind us. Hmm. So Nate, I mean, what do you what do you see for any kind of hope in the next? I mean, if you're gonna if the season has to play out, I think the problem we have is this. I, I think Scott Frost 
cooked his goose against Northwestern, and I've said that for months, that if he lost that game, it was going to be done. Uh, but we all know that he is, he can't really be fired until October and the, and the buyout goes. I, I guess for both of you guys, play out guys, I mean, what do we do till then? Because well, my problem is, my, what's that? You, you have a life? I mean, are we throwing in? I can't believe that anybody's arguing that we're giving up on the season on August 31st. We're giving up on football season in August. I think there are a lot August. of people that are. There are well, a lot I understand of people that. that That's are. insane. Yes, I know they played a week. No, no, tell games. me why. Tell me why it's insane. Why? Mike. Yeah. Because we – this is Nebraska. This is what we do. We watch Husker football. Yeah, I know they had a bad game last week. People bought, you know, 80,000 people have bought tickets to these games. If, you know, we get into November and they're at three and four, or, you know, three and six, you know, okay, we'll, let's talk. Let's go. We'll go play with all the noise. You know, Trev Alberts is always is gonna is always gonna be too, you know is, is playing ahead. He's got in his mind what his action plan is, and he doesn't have specific criteria, I don't think. But he knows the guy knows football, and he knows what's working and it's not working. And I believe wholeheartedly that he has in his mind what his plan B is if if this doesn't work, you know, because he, he probably how we evaluate about whether you let Frost come for another year. So, okay, I'm going to roll dice, give him another, give the native son another chance. The buyout doesn't drop until October. And frankly, there's nothing to be gained by, by firing him on October 2nd and installing an interim coach because are, does anybody want to see Mark Whipple as the coach, head coach of Nebraska next year? I, I, just, want I just want the record to show that my, my arm is up for a different reason not to answer the question. Okay. I was just you wondering uh, whose neighborhood the ice cream man was driving around at 9 o'clock at night. Nobody else, heard music. Nobody else heard that music, just me? Okay. Just you. Better go out and grab, go get my ice cream. <laughs> you know, I my bottom line is, is that if if Frost isn't the guy, they're going to go out there and find a guy out there. Nebraska football should be a starter job. Mark Whipple's not the next head coach in Nebraska. Uh, Eric Sanders, not the next head coach of Nebraska. Mickey Frost is not the next head coach of Nebraska. Uh, they're going to go have to go after another proven coach. We thought Frost might have been proven. Okay. Maybe it's Mark Matt Campbell from Iowa State. I don't know. But the, the next head coach, if, if there's going to be a coaching change, we're not auditioning anybody. They're not coming in October or November to finish out this season. It's not – so there's no point in jettisoning Frost in early October. In fact, uh, uh, somebody brought up, you know, uh, Trev Albers coming out and making comments about USC hitting the eject button on Clay Helton last year and thought that was crazy. That's not Trev's style. doesn't mean Trev won't be kicking the – behind the scenes on option B and option C as the season gets because, you know, Bill Moose proved that you can, uh, in 2017, you can be interviewing and hiring your next head coach before you fired the previous guy. And nobody's going to be shocked if we have another, if we're having another season that probably going to be retained. Nobody should be deluded that, that that Frost is going to be retained if if there's that type of record. So, but let's let the season play out. I mean, it's yes, they're zero and one, but it's still one game. Um, 
I would say John's question was about, you know, that or, or not question, the statement was people have given up on the season. And I want to say, sure, go ahead. But if we win games and they're going to be like, oh, no, not coming back. I gave up. Uh, I know we're we're five and two, but guess what, guys? I uh, after Northwestern, I said I was done. I can't come back. I don't think that's how it go. Just play the games. We'll see what happens. I don't know. It's just kind of a if they keep on losing, and yeah, people are, you know, that's what's going to happen. And they fire Frost. Okay. They fire him and I'm going to show you a a something that Trev Albert said, Mike. That's why you fire your coach. You're not going to sell it out, for, for the, for the okay. benefit of those who are listening to this, Trev Albert says, quote, we've got work to do, end quote, on selling out the conference portion of the football schedule. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you already mentioned that people are tired of losses. That This is my problem exactly with keeping Scott Frost around is that there is no hope to this. And people are going to lose hope in it because I think they've really given up on him. I think that's unfortunate, but I do, do think you, the sellout streak is important, more important than it's been in a while, and not just for marketing purposes, but to keep intact Nebraska's brand. But I, is, I want your reaction to that. It's important, but let's remember why those those conference games are the ones that aren't sold out. It's because those are the tickets that went to Bucky Badger and – and the Indiana people who get offended, who get offended super easy, and you know, those tickets went to the visiting teams who they didn't want to buy them because they don't support their team. So they come back. But that's Lincoln. not that's not the case. That has not been the case before. Why is it the case now? It's well, the case is there is something to be said that demand is down. Nebraska had to mark down the tickets for North Dakota to $30. If this continues, yeah, they will probably have to do some gimmicks to get the tickets sold. Um, but, uh, the, you know, we're still going to even – the thing is, is that let's not forget that the stadium holds 85,000 people for ticket sales. Right. We've got 3,000 unsold more. Those were sold. Were the allotment that went to to Madison and uh, whatever else they turned them back in. There's still uh, 80,000 tickets that were sold in the state of Nebraska. What? What the hell is Todd doing? Commenting? He should be here if he's going to do this shit. Todd Warburton says for all the home big games, they have at least 2,500 tickets to sell and over 4,000 for one of the games. These do not include tickets that come back. See, that, oh, that, oh, that's what I'm worried about. I, personally, I, you know, I wish Scott Frost was successful. I wish I saw something where we turned our season around and won games because losing sucks. It's old. Yeah. And, it, it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, it wears you out. I know. It, I just don't. It wears us out. You know. But we've got to. I mean, the thing is, is that this is the coaching staff we're going to have this season, and we'll see if they need to be jettisoned as we get toward late in the season. But here's a comment right here: People are giving up because we look feel prepared and weak when we were just told players. But again, it was. One game, one in fact multiplied on last season. There's a hangover effect there, but you say ill prepared, whatever else. They did put up 28 points. They put up almost 500 yards of offense. So there is something to be said that it wasn't all. This wasn't getting stomped, 62 to three. Yeah, we're all disappointed. We we all wish. They played better, but I, I just don't understand how you could just basically say, oh, season's over. Uh, simple Jack with perhaps the comment of the night. 
Oklahoma doesn't have Bosworth anymore. They're about to get a, a Nebraska country ass whooping. Don't simple Jack. Don't you ever change? By God. Wow, that is. I mean, you all thought I was drinking the Kool Aid last week. That's some Kool Aid. It's a moonshine. I think. I don't know. Um. All right, uh, David. We're, we're working. I I don't know exactly what audio issues you're experiencing, David. Uh, we'll we'll continue to work on it. That's a Greg Mahasco guarantee. As good as a two. I'm gonna. Bill I'm gonna. This is a guy I grew up with that's in Tide. Well, then I probably but blame Jonathan Sim jo Jonathan Simino says seven losses in a Roy Boy, seven, seven. I, that is, it is hard to take. Okay. Uh, I think they, the audio I, issues are all of us, all of us getting frustrated and banging on our desks while we're talking, probably. Um, I, I do appreciate uh, Haywood, their um, eternal optimism. Uh, drinking, drinking the Kool Aid again, as as I do every year. Uh, I always get to that point where, it, by early August, late July, early August, I'm like, all right, it, this is especially in recent memory. This is going to be the year where it all clicks, and then we lose by three points to Northwestern, and all the joy leaves my body. Did you I couldn't go to bed right after that game. It, it, it was it was eleven eleven thirty when that game. I could not. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a letter, Kenny. I, I'm a fan of the show Letter Kenny. I'm sorry, dude with your hat. Sorry. Uh, no, I I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't go to bed right after that game. I was too distraught. I stayed up and watched mind mind numbing sitcoms for an hour. That's just how I coped. Nate, go well, ahead. I think, oh. I think you should be more positive if that's what we want, right? That's John asked that about 30 minutes ago about reasons to be positive, I guess, you know. We, we got a pretty good punter, John. Did you see? Average almost 50 <laughs> yards a punt. Uh, we didn't miss a single extra point. Did you see that, John? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, we, had, we didn't have any penalties. I mean, look at that. I mean, are you kidding me? You had told me a F Scott Frost coach team. I mean, just think about all the uh, um, all starts against Oklahoma last year, you know. And anyway, so it's like there are positives, but it's so overwhelmed. It's so we forget about all of them because of a stupid onside kick, right? I mean, it, I truly think that. And I, I can be – it's – um, and – for me, the def the defense looks so bad, and but I love the quote from Caleb Tanner this week. Um, he said, "I'm paraphrasing. Uh, no, we we weren't physically tired. No, we weren't mentally tired. We were tired of people not doing their jobs." And and so, if you want any hope, I guess it's the fact that if it's just if it's not physical, and uh, then. If it's people messing up their assignments, then that's fixable, right? Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Again, I feel like I'm having to defend Frost, but it's like if you ask for positives, I mean, uh, Buscemi or whatever, four, almost 50 yards a punt, I mean, that's an improvement, right? Um, so that's – oh, it's really hard to talk and then look at the comments. This is the first time I've done this. It is. It is. Yeah. It, kind of, it is something to get used to. I have something I want. I feel I think is reason to feel some optimism. There was a time on uh, on Saturday where the lineup was a sophomore who only played four games, one coming off of an ACL tear at left tackle, sophomore at left guard, Richard freshman at left guard and a sophomore at uh, right tackle. Okay, we had a seat in your center that, you know, but those are four young offensive linemen, not a lot of experience out there. Uh, and frankly, that uh, 
that uh, sophomore right tackle uh, was one of the worst rated guys in all of college football last year, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. He was the highest rated offensive lineman last week. So it's like, okay. Bryce Benhart. Bryce Benhart, one of the worst okay. last year. The other one, Turner Corcoran, they moved him inside the guard. He's learning a new position. Like, okay. But he's, you know, highly regarded, whatever else. Again, one game in, Teddy Peraska looked really good last year in, in a couple of games before he blew out his ACL. Again, ACLs take some time to heal up. I have high confidence on that he he can get back to the level. I think that's something, you know, that's a this is a young offensive line we have here, and everybody worries about uh, well, what's going to happen when we play against Minnesota? Minnesota has to pretty much replace their entire offensive line. And oh, by the way, Minnesota in 2019 they were. Tr losing to South Dakota State. They needed to convert a fourth and a half mile in the last minute to beat Fresno. And then they were struggling against Georgia Southern as well. They had to pull some magic out of their hat then. They could easily start that season 0-3. You know how they ended up that season? They right. well, they, they blasted us in Minneapolis and, and went on and played in, played in a nice bowl game in Tampa. And everybody, everybody was rowing that boat. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen in Lincoln. It probably isn't going to happen, but it wasn't. It, we got to let the season play out a little longer than one game. Oh, I don't disagree with that. I think you know, for me, it's going to be hard. Uh, you you've said in Slack to stop being so negative, and I, I I guess I agree with that mostly because I don't want to spend the next month going over the same shit over and over and over. Because going after this you know, for three months, we don't start winning. You know, and there'll be plenty of time to to talk about who the next coach is and when do we fire right. Frost in November, and maybe you know if we get to that point. But let's. Not bury the season before it's before it's dead. Let, let's uh, <clears throat> turn turn the page. Let's move on to uh, the game this Saturday against North Dakota, and uh, we have a depth chart uh, that came out. I some good news. I think uh, Travis Vokalek is listed as the starting tight end, uh, which couldn't come at a better time because. When he was not in the game, it was it was bad news. Jones, uh, Ben Hart, Bando, Hickson, Corcoran, Prochaska, all the expected, you know, the, all those guys expect back. Trey Palmer, uh, Alante Brown, Anthony Grant at running back. We didn't even talk really uh, necessarily scratching the surface, but I and next week, Nate, I, Nate, you just have to jump in. You have to self. I was looking at a different screen. Right. I'm sorry. Did I? Uh, I where where was any lateral run game? I know I mentioned it at the top of the show, but why are we not? We've got Grant came in. I mean, we've got some highly touted, you know, speedy guys. I, I liked what I saw from Grant, uh, but you, you got to be able to get out outside of of you know running between the tackles any thoughts when Haas comes back next week, I know we'll have some empirical evidence and, and, and uh, everything else, but just curious as to your guys think is why are, why were we so conservative in the play call? I know. And, and uh, scrawny, I, I appreciate we, we had a reverse. I don't know if I call it fancy, but it was there. Um, but it, it seemed like we were, on the offensive side, let's move away from the onside kick. But we we're pretty conservative in our run game. Nate, um, I think it probably goes back to Whipple's comment on, which is kind of, kind of you know ironic in a way when he said those first games, you don't usually, he said usually lose those games, you don't win them, and, and, and what he's saying is. Usually, it's you, the the team that makes the mistake is the one that loses those first games, right? 
So, what, so what's the mistake? It's the onside kick probably or the fumble by um, that transfer from the New Mexico uh, State. Um, anyways, among you know all the missed tackles and all that, but I think he was trying to be so conservative that maybe that was it. I'm not sure why you know we continue just the inside zone, inside zone, inside zone. I'm not sure. I don't. That'd be a great question for you. Should have Whipple on here. Maybe he'll answer. I don't know. <laughs> well, Frost had talked about having more of a downhill running attack, and I think maybe they tried to see. Okay, let's let's try it and let's do it. Mm. You know, we saw some good. You know, when they did go out, I, I saw a great run by AJ Allen, but. Uh, you know, it, it he played well. He played well for a guy that never been in a game before. Yep. So, you know who played but well? I was, I was surprised that he got. Go ahead. I was going to say Brody Belt. Oh, my God. You know, I've seen a lot of comments I, I, online I, just, about. I've I've seen a lot of comments about online about why, uh, who was it? Lure dropped the pass at the end that got intercepted. Yes. Why was he Brody in the game Bell late when they had? Uh, and, and why was why was Brody Bell in the game? Although I think Brody Bell actually played pretty well. Wyatt Lure was the one that had the interception bounce up off his hands. Uh, and then there's one other guy I'm trying to think of, and people are asking because I go around and look at social media comments, and I do look at bulletin boards, and a lot of people were asking why those guys were in the game and getting balls thrown to them when you had Trey Palmer and uh, Garcia Castaneda out there and stuff like that. I, I guess I don't, I don't really have an answer to that. Well, uh, Wyatt Lure was in, I think, the first play of the game too. I think on that was he bubble screen. Yeah. Um, no, it's is it weird? Isn't it, it's like been like that forever? Where it's like all of a sudden we get the we we get to crunch time, and all of a sudden we have these wide receivers in we haven't seen all game. And it hasn't. It, you know, this isn't the first time, right? And that's, we have a new wide receivers coach, so it's like you know, I I don't know. It's I do find that interesting. Okay, you know, on the interception when on that pass to Oliver Martin. Did he like pull his hands down? Is that what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about. That it looked like if you looked at. I thought it was behind him. I thought it was was high and behind him. him. Look that okay. Anyways, yeah, I don't think you saw him after that. From my, if I remember correctly, except for catching, he's a safe punt guy. We know that, right? Or he'll catch it inside the ten or whatever. So. And no uh, Omar Manning that I could recall. But he was he was uh, he had a concussion or something. Yeah. You know, early on in the I game, I made a I, I I made a tweet that uh, that it was against the law European Union laws to return a punt. And it, it the honest to God, Northwestern fair caught all their punts too. So after a while, it was kind of like shit. Maybe it is against EU law to return a punt. I don't know. You know. Did did they but say we didn't do uh, that all day? Didn't didn't they say that? I know they said that the Irish national football, you know, soccer team plays in the stadium. But didn't they also say rugby? I feel like if if you're a, a native Irish son or daughter, and and you're watching American football, you're like, I, I don't get it. Our, our our lads are out there without any pads on, running into each other full steam. Um, but uh, I don't understand rugby enough to. You know, really pull off the rest of that story. So, um, let's. Do we want to? As far as getting yeah. to North Dakota, uh, I mean, are, are we ready to do predictions to talk about that, or, or is there anything else to, to? I like somebody in the comments. I'm gonna see if I can't find it. Uh, I think it was Wade said something about just every all all the BS we we've been dealing with. Here we go. Uh, it's not just the losses. Uh, but but the smug ass look on Fitzpatrick's face, the kiss blowing from a kicker at Iowa, things like that. Yeah, it's it's you know salt on the wound. It's when it, I the only thing I can say is you win the game and you don't have to worry about things like that. You know, and and what sucks is that it's if 
if a fan base could win a game, Nebraska would be undefeated. But we can only watch, you know. I have a question for Nate. Do your kids have a an Aurora skylight? I'm guessing the answer is no because I don't know what that is. But an Aurora skylight? Oh, yeah. Like so, I can sit here and look at the stars in my house. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, they don't have that. They don't have that. No, we just walk outside. I'm we, trying to we, think. Trying to, you know, you guys have said you need to be more positive, and I am going to try like hell to come up with ways to be more positive, man. You know, it's a good start. I'm looking at Aurora Skylights on Amazon right now, thinking, uh, which one of these things is better? (laughs) They're about 35, 40 bucks. I'm thinking this will make me feel better about football season. And go and keep talking amongst yourselves for a moment. Okay. Um, you want know, I would start? You know what I did after the game? I shut off. I deleted Twitter off my phone. I didn't look <laughs> at it for the whole rest of the weekend. And I've, I haven't put it back on my phone yet. And that, that's probably helped me with my positivity. Um, you know, earlier there's a comment about uh, – the onside kick, or sorry, so we should do an onside kick, whatever, right? So, uh, oh, sorry. And then Greg said something that how he kicked it is kind of a little dribbler towards the guy, right? Instead of kicking it right at him, like hitting him in the chest. Is that right, Greg? Or you're doing something? Okay. Well, I did kick in high school, okay? And so, and I was not very good, and I'll tell you why, but, uh, Generally, you kind of dribble it at them. You kind of hope that they'll catch or catch on the bounce and they'll pop up. That's kind of what you want, you know. So um, I'm not again not defending the onside kick, but as far as how bad I was, I was a freshman and I was kicking in a high school varsity game. And the first three games, I we're just kicking off right, and I would just shank it so bad, it would look like a, an onside kick, and we would recover it. So um, the, the crowd would be cheering and all that, and I'd go to the side knowing I'm about ready to get my ass ripped, you know. But we recovered all three. And then the rest of the season, every game after that, the, all the players were always – the other team, were, they're all saying, watch out for the onside kick. And I knew the whole time, like, nope, that wasn't on purpose. So <laughs> as far as being able to kick an onside kick, you know, uh, I'm probably not the one to give advice, so. Well, let's uh, let's move on to predictions for this week. Um, and we had one of our one of our viewers from last week. Uh, I believe it was Mike. Sorry, Mike, if I didn't uh, scroll up in time to. Yeah, Mike. Mike was here. He asked if our predictions had changed. Obviously, my prediction is wrong from last year or last week on the season. But let's get to our prediction for Nebraska versus North Dakota. North Dakota this Saturday, Memorial Stadium. And Nate, let's start with you. My prediction: um, I think we win by twenty, something like that. I don't know. Uh, do I need to give an actual number? Yeah, uh, ten to. Okay. Yeah. Seventy-five, and, and sixty-five. No. Um, While you get that number know. out, uh, uh, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, uh, hey, if you're watching this on on. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Throw your predictions into the comments as well. Nate? Uh, I think the betting line was – I, I guess uh, somebody asked me yesterday. I'm like, I was probably on 20, and so I'll go with that. So I'll say, I don't know, 20 to 40, something like that. Jeff says 56-13 Huskers. John, what are you thinking? I don't – yeah, that's another one. Oh man, you know what? I, I, this should be an ass kick, and I think the line is twenty to twenty-two, something like that. I mean, we should just be shit out of them, but I don't. Again, I just don't have a lot of faith, and you know, I I have a lot of faith in us staying positive with each other. That's what I hope we do this season. I don't even know if that means Nebraska football, but that's a different thing. Um, 
I've been thinking about doing a video on that, on what we're going to do for the rest of the football season. But uh, Nebraska over North Carolina, let's go. I think it's going to be closer. I'm going to say 35 to 24. Isn't that the same score? What did Todd predict for every freaking game last year? Wasn't it 36 to 24? I think he said 69 to 3. Oh, no, that's Todd? a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Yeah. So 36 to 24. I I hope, and this is all it is at, at this point, speculation. Um, I don't know who did that. Uh, I hope that Nebraska comes out and plays with the biggest chip on their shoulder, and I hope they come out playing angry. I I'm gonna say that it's it's it is my hope. It is my that's not what I want to do. It is my sincere hope that this is an absolute bloodbath on Saturday. And I'm going to say 69 to three would be a little derivative. Uh, but I'll go, I'll go 56 to 17. Oh, Fred. God bless you, Fred. Fred and I were close. I was giving uh, North Dakota a little more, but we were both right on the money with 56 points. I like you, Fred. Thank you. Uh, here we got uh, a, the Sooner fan. Uh, I think 77 points was was the joke. Uh, he, our Sooner fan here says 38-27 Nebraska. We have 30, uh, uh, 38-28 Nebraska, 75 nothing Nebraska. Um, again, I'm, I like 56-17. Don't ask me why, but – uh, at the end of the day, I'll be you know, happy with the Nebraska a, W. We're playing, a, we're playing a program at a Grand Forks North, whose stadium seats 12,282 people. All right? They have 11 starters returning. Oh, they have 14 starters returning. And I guess, you know, if we're going to see anything out of our defense, it's going to be, I'm guessing North Dakota is just going to run the ball right out of the entire game. And I – you know, if I guess if we if we see a defense that uh, reminds us of a sieve, then I think it's going to bode poorly for the rest of the season. So, which brings me to one other thing I was going to have uh, to to bring in this season to keep things positive, and that is hand puppets. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do this, but uh, I'm, I'm. Nate is not impressed. Nate wants to go die I, now. I figure. <laughs> you, I figure you operate that the same way you operate, Todd. Oh, uh, well, you know, I already did a. I already did the first video of the season from the bathroom, so <laughs> everything, is, everything is up from here. It has to be up. Uh, we it, it can't get any worse, right? Um, Mike, you're gonna have to go back and watch the replay, sir. We we discussed the, the sellout streak a little bit already, um, and, and and we know that I don't want to say. I, look, I think we all can agree that probably some corporation would come in and, and scoop up all the available tickets just to preserve it. I think at this point, the the sellout streak is is only that on paper, um, it, but. You know, it, it, as long as a camera continues to, uh, you know, put the spotlight on on that continuing uh, counter for for home sellout games, then then it's it's gonna it, it's getting attention in into the uh, into the televised space. I, I just don't I don't see it going anywhere. You know, again, uh, whatever corporation out there will it'll be a Woodhouse. Uh, so, somebody's gonna take a lot of their employees to a football game so uh it'll, it'll be it'll be husker auto i promise husker auto not woodhouse i'm sorry I I, 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 go ahead, how many tickets can they buy nate nate how many do they want to what? i mean how, how many nice. tickets you know, that's live on the internet buy? right we always we always say this about the people that are buying up the tickets i mean how, how long can they keep doing this uh, until we get Matt Campbell in here. 
Oh, I have no idea. We always say it's him as if he's the savior, and we thought Frost was the savior. I mean, so. I only know of one savior. But that's all the time we have for this week on the Five Heart Podcast. For our esteemed guest and colleague from Coordination, Nate McHugh. For our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston, I'm Greg Mahachko. Hat and all, saying five heart is all the heart you need. John. Go big red. Nate. Go big red, I guess. Sure. <laughs> win the damn game. Oh, win, win the damn game. Sorry, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs>